0: Hi there, I'm Kathy Klein, the founder of The Rocky Retirement Show. I'm recording this special episode on Sunday, March 22nd, 2020, and it's regarding COVID-19. This episode is actually running in place of some of the other episodes that we've already previously recorded and set to release. However, with the crisis that's happening in the world, We're preempting those other episodes to give you some additional information. If this is the first time you've listened, please understand that today's show isn't our normal type of show. I wanted to talk with you and share some things about this crisis that we are in throughout the world. Last week, I sent everyone on our email list a note about my thoughts. My husband Les and I went on a nine-day cruise that returned on March 15th. We'd already made plans to stop at a Costco on the way home to pick up our normal items because we actually lived two hours away from a Costco. You already know that all hell had broken loose and there was a shortage of toilet paper. Now, before I continue, I just want to say a little something about toilet paper. If you were one of the people who stocked up on it, or you were one of the people who were concerned that you didn't have enough, I just want to point out to you that you'll lose... that you'll use much less toilet paper if you spend about $100 on a bidet. You can spend more money if you want warm water or a blow dryer, but you might want to order a bidet converter online and have it delivered. I'm serious. If toilet paper is that important to you, make your life easier by using less toilet paper and it's cleaner too. Okay, rant over. I know it's scary, My husband and I have already lost a ton of money in the stock market. Maybe you have too. And so I'm going to be bringing on at least one guest to talk about how to protect ourselves. We're going to be talking about the financial side of how to invest in a bear market, how to handle the fact that a recession is almost inevitable, how to prepare for possible layoff tips for being more productive if you're working from home, what to do if you haven't actually retired yet. Were you planning on moving overseas, joining the Peace Corps? What has brought you to this show? Were you planning on using trusted house sitters to become a nomad? What about living on a boat or an RV? How will COVID-19 affect those plans? Have you discussed the risk with your spouse, your children, your parents, if they're still living? Your parents are at great risk, and so is my husband Les. Not only did he turn 76 while we were on the cruise, but if you listen to this show, you also know that he is currently surviving cancer. He can't afford the exposure to the disease, and neither can I due to my own health issues. I have other family members who are cancer survivors as well, and you likely do too, or you at least know some cancer survivors. Do you worry about them? I know I do. So what can we do to help? We'll be having those discussions as well. Last Friday, I paid my cleaning lady to clean my house, but I didn't have her come in. On the ship, I gave extra cash tips to my room steward. Yeah, I'm feeling poor with the stock market decline, but I'm trying to be generous. And honestly, we all need to be generous right now. You probably know or have come across hourly workers and people who rely on tips for a living. These service workers are in serious economic trouble right now. I've already had one person tell me that her husband got laid off and they're losing their insurance. Of course, I'll be helping them get on Medicare because they're old enough to do so, but I want to be able to help in other ways too. I've learned from one of my Facebook groups that there are people stranded all over the world who are doing house sits. The sits got canceled and now they have nowhere to stay. There are people who are stepping up with their spare rooms to assist and this just warms my heart. If you have a spare room and you would like to help, I can put you in touch with the group. Let me know in the Rocky Retirement Facebook group that you want to help and I'll connect you. If you're listening and you haven't joined our community yet, go to rockyourretirement.com community for instructions on how to join. It's free, and now is the perfect time for us to all come together. Now, I don't know how many of these episodes we'll have. I'm thinking that I'll create them as I can. I have my mom staying with me now, and I'm not sure how long that'll be. You know, she lives in Washington State. And we are currently preparing for them to announce a Seattle airport shut down. JFK in New York has already been shut down. So Seattle, which actually has a higher death rate at this recording, is, I'm guessing, probably close behind. No one knows how long it will take us to get back to normal. But because the information we're talking about is so critical to get out there, I will likely not be editing very much. We may or may not include the intro and outro music, or we might not edit it at all. These COVID-19 episodes will be here to serve the purpose that radio originally served, which is to communicate through audio in times of crisis. And that time is now. The world is changing around us very, very rapidly. And I want to be able to respond quickly. You know, we still planning. We are still planning on releasing a normal episode every Monday morning as long as we can. I've told you before that I batch the episodes, and what that means is I tend to record several in one day, and then over time, they all get edited and released. But I can't do that with these COVID-19 episodes. I don't have the luxury of time. Now, my intent is to do both, but honestly, it depends on my time. I know why you're here. I know that you're here not to talk about money, not to talk about politics, not to talk about all those things, but to talk about the other things that we worry about when it comes to retirement, you know, the lifestyle issues. But I just don't feel that I can ignore this issue. So the first thing I'd like to do is thank all of the healthcare workers who are working to heal those that are ill. Many of us have the luxury of staying home, self-isolating, but that's not the case with many of our healthcare workers. I have clients and former clients that are healthcare workers, and they are putting themselves in harm's way to help us through this crisis. I'd like to thank all of you who are doing that personally, but of course, that's not possible. So please accept this as my thank you for what you're doing. I'm also certain that some of my listeners and guests have already been exposed to the COVID-19 virus. I might have been exposed, and that's why Les and I are self-isolating. But I want you to know that I'm here virtually supporting you. I'm also supporting those people who have yet to be exposed by staying home. I already said that Les and I have been self-isolating since March 15th, and when we go Out because we do have to go out to collect my business mail or to pick up food that we've ordered, you know, at the grocery store. I go in, less weights in the car, and I wear gloves and a mask. This is because I'm assuming that I've already been exposed. You should assume that you've already been exposed too. We've all heard that it takes at least 14 days to know if you're sick, and I'm hoping that you are taking that seriously. I'm also assuming that at least one of our guests has been exposed. We've had guests who travel and live in other countries. Our guests are adventurous. I'm praying for all of them, and I'm praying for you too. There's a podcast that I listen to called Afford Anything. Paula Pant is the host. Several of her guests have already been affected by COVID-19. One of them is a firefighter in the city of Austin. She is responding to 911 calls without the proper protective equipment. She is putting herself at risk every day. And I'd like to thank our first responders too. Paula Pant is actually the reason why I'm recording this episode. She created one for her listeners, and I used it as a template to talk with you. Now, my listeners are different than hers, she speaks to the fire community. We've brought up the fire community before in early episodes, but in case you aren't familiar, the fire community is generally younger than my audience. They're generally math nerds. They live and breathe personal finance. And of course, that's not what this show's about, but I, I just love listening to shows about fire. You also may or may not know that I was a full-time financial advisor until 2015 when I stopped taking new clients and cut my existing clients from about 2000 to about 20, and that's probably why I'm so fascinated with the FIRE community. Although I'm not a math nerd, I do know what an exponential curve is, and I believe that we're currently at the beginning of an exponential curve. When you look at it on a graph, that curve looks linear. It looks kind of flat. And if you're living through an exponential curve, at the start of the curve, your experience, you know, might feel like it's flat. It might feel like the virus is spreading one person at a time. A lot of people seem to be dismissing how dangerous this virus is. When I went to pick up my groceries the day I wrote this, I was the only one wearing a mask and gloves. No one seemed concerned. People were still playing golf and pickleball where I live, even though all of the other amenities have been shut down. You've probably saw on the news that the beaches in Florida were packed with people during spring break. No one seemed to be worried about the spread of this virus. One kid even said that nothing was going to stop him from partying. I feel like this kid might be spreading the disease to my dad, who lives in Florida, He'll be 80 this year, and he's compromised. If he gets COVID-19, I don't know if he'll survive. Now, one thing Paula said in her episode was that much of the Florida population is comprised of brave World War II veterans. These are our parents. These are the baby boomers' parents. She actually used the word grandparents, but then she's much younger than I am. But what she said resonated with me, and that is that we need to come together, if not for our sake, but for theirs. For their sake. We need to do everything in our power not to let this spread. When you see that on the horizon is an exponential curve, I hope you'll see that it's time to take drastic actions. If you wait until you can see the curve, it will be too late. And I have been watching Um, on a governmental website that spread in my area. On March 19th, we had 64 cases. And I believe the day before it was 20-something, but I didn't write that down. On March 20th, it was 81 cases. On March 21st, it was 126 cases. And today, March 22nd, it's 174 cases. It's starting to grow faster and faster. And just understand that the way this, the way this grows, we don't want to wait until it's too late. Please assume it's already in your community. Assume that you already have it or that you've already been exposed and you're asymptomatic. If you don't want to spread this to others, You need to make every decision from that framework that you've already been exposed. And that's what lesson and I have been doing. The problem is that in the absence of testing, in the absence of information, people are assuming that they don't have it. And as a result, they're going out and they're spreading it to others. So we all need to default to the assumption that we have it because the coronavirus has a long incubation period. And you can be asymptomatic for two weeks or longer. How many people have been accidentally infected before those who test positive realize that they haven't? I watched the governor of my state and the head of the state's health department give a live interview. She said that they were not going to try to notify anyone who's likely been exposed anymore. What this means to me is that you need to assume that you've already been exposed. Default to assuming you've been exposed. Don't panic. Don't hoard. But assume you've already been exposed. Stay home so that we can slow down the spread of this awful disease. And please don't go to the emergency room or hospital if you don't need to. If you got my email, you saw that Medicare is covering the test. Some Medicare Advantage plans are waiving copays for tele and if you don't already have access to a teledoctor, you can go to MedicareQuick.com/teledoc to get a plan for under twenty dollars a month. That's MedicareQuick.com/teledoc, so that's tele doc, not Teladoc. doc. And if you use that link, I will earn a small commission. But if we don't take radical steps to stop the spread of this disease, to stop the spread, to flatten the curve, our hospitals are soon going to be overwhelmed. That's what's happened in other parts of the world. And on my end, to the best of my ability, to the maximum ability that I have, I will use this platform to help stop the spread of this disease. And I'll be opening up this podcast to discuss more financial topics as well, because finances are important. You know, money gives you access. It gives you the ability to get food and shelter and medicine. It helps you deal financially with crises. And, you know, it is important, even though it in the past, it really hasn't been the topic of this podcast. But there's other things that we'll be talking about as well. How can you help your friends, your neighbors, your family members? But really, today's message, what I really want to get out there is please stay home. Don't don't spread this disease. Flatten the curve. Speak up. If you're working and your company is still making you go into the office, band together with with your friends from work, with your colleagues, because we should not be going to work if we are not absolutely essential. We should be working from home if possible. You know, they're calling it social distancing or Les and I are calling it social isolation. But with today's technology, many of us have the ability to work from home. Now, Les and I, we are not going out. And so we're not using the services that we've used in the past, but we're still paying our service providers. And I hope that you do too. You've already budgeted that amount and you've already planned on paying those bills. You've already planned on paying your hairdresser or the housekeeper. So I'm hoping that you'll keep it up. That way your service providers can still earn a living they don't have to go out and expose themselves to this disease so they can make up for the lost income. For those, for those of you that don't have service providers, you know, you cut your own hair or whatever, you do have friends and family or you do, you know, check in on people, see if they need help. And if it's appropriate, give them a gift. You know, like I said, that's what I did with my housekeeper. I gave her a gift and I intend to continue to do that. If you have friends or neighbors who are worried about how they're going to adjust to these changes, there are other ways you can help them besides money. You know, if you have the ability, you could cook dinners for them. You could walk their dog. You know, you can give the gift of your time. Uh, You can go through your attic. I mean, right now, how many times, how, how long have you been putting off going through those boxes? Now's the time. You know, if you're self-isolating, you have extra time, you might be able to go through your attic and find things that you can give away. Of course, try to disinfect them first. Um, But, you know, now's the time to go through through your things and give things to others, things other people could, could use. Because every person that you can help can help somebody else. Every day counts. Every day that you stay at home, every day that you encourage others to stay home, everything that you do to help prevent an economic hardship for other people is going to help. And I would love your help getting this message out to others or, you know, just being uplifting. We could all use some encouragement right now come on over to the Facebook community and post a comment, start a thread, you know, help us be uplifted. So I just wanted to thank you in advance for going above and beyond your call of duty. Thank you in advance for staying home. Thank you in advance for looking out for your neighbors. Thank you for being part of the effort to flatten this exponential curve. And, you know, somebody said this, I know Paula said this as well, and I've seen it. Somebody said on Twitter that we're all being called to come together and patriotically sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix. (laughs) That's true. You know, um, in the last crisis that we had, World War II, we were called to come together and go out and work. Now in this crisis, we're being called to come together and stay home. But this is what we need right now. This threat is worldwide. This is the biggest global threat since World War II. And we must all join the effort of helping this not spread. So thank you for listening. Thank you for staying home. Thank you for coming into the community and being an inspiration. And I will see you next time on The Rock your retirement show.